just give you a second. I'm trying to think how well Rouse is on people. <laughs> Before I start, I'll just let you know um, you can keep your eyes focused pretty much in the middle today. <laughs> I'll be reading off the paper most of the time. I'm not as, as good as Al at this, though. When he's racking up 23 kilometres a morning, <laughs> checking the weather out the back while he's preaching, how does he do that? Wow. I'll be lucky to get 12 centimetres. <laughs> Rightio. So um, I might just pray before I start. I think that'll be a good move. Heavenly Father, um, Lord God, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for that you've been here already and you've joined us. Um, Lord, we're just so thankful for your presence. Uh, we rely on you so much. And Lord, as I speak this morning, I just pray, God, that you'll fill any gaps that I might miss. And um, Lord, that you'll just give these words authority, Father, and just let them be penetrating and um, help me to be clear in what I'm bringing, God. And I just thank you for this opportunity to, to honour you in this. Amen. Okay, so um, pretty much what I'm going to speak about, as the usual, it's, um, it's just what's on my heart at the moment and what God's been doing for me. And I feel like I can sort of use that to, um, well, it's all I have to speak of because it's in my life, I guess. And I was sort of battling a bit with what I was going to talk about. I was, I was listening to all the, the good preachers, <laughs> all the classics, and um, that Greg Laurie, man, he gets me. I was like listening to him, and Ruth sat down the catch. He's like, you've got to stop listening to these guys and, you know, just sit down with God and let him tell you what he wants to talk about. And I'm like, oh, Ruth, this guy's way better. Look at the goal. Listen to this. And um, I didn't even, I was still stubborn. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going with Greg Laurie's approach. And I was sitting in bed that night, and I just could not sleep. God just kept down, like, I didn't ask it. I didn't do what Ruth said and be quiet. Oh. Tried to hit me from two rows back. <laughs> Easy. Um, and he just kept downloading all this stuff into my head. It was like it just wouldn't stop for like a couple of hours. And I know it's, I've probably only got 15 minutes, but man, I must have missed a lot of stuff. But there's hopefully some good stuff in here. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about having an open heart. And um, I guess from having an open heart, being able to trust God in all our situations and... Um, yeah, so I'll just start. Forgive a bit of the reading. So we need to have our hearts open and soft to allow God in. We, end in, we enter into a relationship with God when we accept him into our hearts. Uh, believe it or not, Ruth and, I, Ruth and I have had a few arguments in our time. I know it's hard to believe. Fiery, half Zimbabwean redhead. <laughs> she claims it. But um, in the heat of the battle, I might harden my heart a little. Um, Ultimately, it's useless because I know I entered into a relationship with Ruth through marriage and beyond any argument or any of my insecurities in life um, or anything else, I know at the end of the day she loves me. Um, I can always come back to that. And it's the same with God. He's always going to be loving us, guaranteed. We hear it a lot, but he's literally with you or waiting at the door to be let in. But we need to keep our hearts soft to accept his knock. Um, God isn't out to hurt us or fool us. I think sometimes we, we mix him up a bit, but he's, he's always for loving us and always for us. Um, I had this little analogy, which might not make sense, but I'm going to go with it. He says, oh, I was thinking, <laughs> um, um, God, he's, he's sort of like that neighbourhood kid. Um, you picture like America, I guess, where you know, all the, the kids run off to each other's house and that. Um, he's always coming around wanting to play with us, um, but it's no good if our door's always shut. Um, I think God's more like that neighbour whose screen door's hanging off the hinges and the fly screen's torn and it's just a metal frame in the end because his heart's always open, the door's always open for him and um, it's just, yeah, he, he wants that relationship with us. Um, 
This is probably a bit silly too. Last time I'll say that, promise. <laughs> be, be strong. But I had this little image, so I just drew it, and it's a bit of a comic book strip, I guess, in high def. So I'll get Luke to throw that up. It might be my artwork. So <laughs> I was thinking of, of that analogy to that, and um, the first bit's me. That's my mobile phone, so I've got like 875 missed calls from God. And then it flashes to God, who's the like bright light, and Jesus sitting in heaven together watching TV or something. And... Um, God's like, Jesus, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just trying Daniel again. So he's on the phone again. Like, he just does not give up wanting to have a relationship with us, no matter how much we bar him and ignore him. So forgive the crudity of that drawing. <laughs> it was late last night. <laughs> um, so God loves us so much. It doesn't matter how many times we ignore him. Uh, hear him knock and dash for the remote and the light switch, hoping he doesn't hear us. He just keeps loving. He died to make a way for us to be together. Um, I was like last week, me and Ruth were sitting in the lounge room and... Um, we saw this guy in a blue polo shirt with a fancy-looking calculator and some papers coming up the driveway, and we just quickly flicked the lights, hit the dirt, and we're like, just, just be still. And um, he could probably hear our heavy breathing on the floor, I'm sure, but um, yeah, we didn't answer it. <laughs> he went away. But uh, we don't want to be like that with God. We want to be ready for him. He's coming for us all the time. He wants to just talk to us and be with us, so be open. Um, if we don't have our hearts open, we'll never experience the fullness of what God has for us. Uh, until we do let him in. To do this, we have to drop a few walls. Um, this is going to take some trust, and uh, that's a big thing I want to talk to you about this morning. Um, I think for me personally, I, I put up my walls because I let emotions start running the show. Um, I confuse things a little, and I get blurry on, on who God is to me. I know it sounds terrible, but I think I throw his nature in the same bag as humans. Um, you might disagree with me, but I dare say God's not out to hurt us. He's all about loving Unfortunately, we're living in a world where we do get hurt a lot, sadly by people we love the most, and this causes the walls to go up. Um, if, I think if God could look at my heart, I've probably got like six watchtowers around it and um, some arches on the corners and a snarling dragon out the back, so <laughs> I guard myself pretty well, but um, you've got to let that, di- let that down to let him in. Um, eventually, if we don't, our softness starts to harden and our innocence dies because we get so sick of getting hurt in life that defensive measures are taken. I think, like I said before, we can lose sight of who God is and blur him in with humans, not trusting him with certain things because we don't want him to hurt us as well. Um, God has a plan for all of us. If we trust him enough to let him in and lead us into them. Um, I know for me, the very fact that I'm standing up here talking to you guys right now and singing songs in the morning, um, it's an absolute miracle. It's crazy because uh, when I was at school, I was literally like paralysed <laughs> with fear of doing anything like speaking or whatever I'd lie up awake all night because I have to read my paragraph the next day in English I was like oh man that's current's going to come around and get to me and I just anxiety would cripple me and um, what am I trying to say in this but yeah well it's all glory to God I guess I don't know how he's done it it sort of just happened he's always pulling the strings behind the scenes but um, that's how God is I I guess he, he saved me and softened the heart a bit um, it can be frightening to trust God's plans for us, especially if you're like me, you've already got a few plans on the burner. Um, but in my experience, God found joy far outweighs earthly experiences. Um, if I'm honest with you guys, I feel like my trust with God is a work in progress, obviously, but I do believe he is definitely stretching me further. It probably looks a bit like a lopsided pie chart, if you saw it that way. Um, what I mean by that is I feel like To me, he's almighty God in some areas, and yet I'm still limiting him in others. Um, 
I guess it's important for me to remember he's the same God I sing to in worship as he is that I bring my needs and prayers to. If I trust him in one area, he's the same holy, powerful God in all the others. Um, Yeah, I think I get caught in a a bit of a mindset of... um, Yeah, I just said that, sorry. I think by looking at each thing we're doing as worshipping him is a start. Because I get caught in this mindset of entering into singing, singing to him as worship, but maybe I need to start saying, God, I want to worship you through my work or worship you in my prayers. It will bring a new type of reverence to God to those areas as well. Um, I've got a verse I do want to look at. I'll just get um, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 5 to 11 up. Oh, he's on the ball. Um, so I just want to use this verse to help explain how our way of understanding as humans is so different to God's. And often that's why this confusion and trust becomes a problem. Um, in this verse here, we've got Paul asking God to change something that's troubling him, uh, but God having a good reason for what he's doing. So um, I'll just read it out. This is Paul speaking. He says, On behalf of such an individual, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except about my own weaknesses. For even if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I would be telling the truth, but I refrain from this, so that no one may regard me beyond what he sees in me or what he hears from me. Therefore, so that I would not become arrogant, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to trouble me, so that I would not become arrogant. So it would seem Paul, in this situation, he's going along okay. Um, Suddenly he gets this hindrance, and here we hear him after he sort of realised why he got it, um, that God had a reason for it. Um, He's wanting his life to honour God over himself, but he must have been battling with the why for a fair while which gives me great comfort because being a bit of a sook, I think I ask God why this or that every week. So um, he'd ask God to take this thorn away, which God had purposely allowed to keep him humble. Uh, It goes on from there. He says, I asked the Lord three times about this, that it would depart from me. But he said to me, my grace is enough for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul goes from wanting to be rid of this weakness to realising this thorn which will keep him humble instead of arrogant will allow God to be at work through him better. And so he goes on from there, he says, So then I will boast most gladly about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may reside in me. Therefore I am content with weaknesses, with insults, with troubles, with persecutions and difficulties, for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, I am strong. I feel like sometimes... um, For me, I've got to better myself before I can allow God to use me for his will uh, in areas. But God shows here where the way we are for his benefit. Um, And when we're grappling with things that we don't know why we've got this certain thing that we might see as something wrong with us or or holding us back, um, we're just probably not seeing the full plan of what God's doing in our life and he has a reason for it. Um, A little example, when I was first saved, like everyone, it was like that whirlwind time. It was pretty crazy and... um, I was a bit overwhelmed with, like, what's the next step? I felt like it was, I've got to move on pretty quick to catch up to everyone that got a head start on me. So I was like, uh, where do I go now? And I was feeling on top of the world, but my little brain was still trying to figure it all out. Um, I'm sure we all do this with different things, but for me, I remember having this big thing about getting baptised. <laughs> it took me so long to get it. It was like I'd just accepted this freedom gift of new life from the God of the world at my worst, to, yeah, but I'm not good enough to be baptised yet. Um, it's like the whole thing was misconstrued there, but um, I suddenly felt I had to better myself before I could be right with him. 
Uh, so basically, he did this to me. If Luke, you, if you could just throw that video up real quick. This is my baptism. <laughs> that may or may not be me, but it was just like that. Um, he'll take matters into his own hands. Yeah, I just love that video. I had to get it, get it in there somehow. <laughs> um, where am I? Uh, so, so Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians twelve fourteen to 16. Uh, in this part, Paul's trying to help the Corinthians, but he's faced with a similar challenge to what I'd been saying, in that like Paul, before he realised why he had the thorn in his flesh, they don't quite trust what he's bringing is good for them. And like God is to us, God's just trying to have this relationship with us to love on us more and keep our hearts focused on him. So I'll just read this verse. This is 14, I, I hope. Yep. Yes, I've got a different version, but... Uh, Look, for the third time I'm ready to come to you, and I'll not be a burden to you, because I do not want your possessions but you. For children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. Now I'll most gladly spend and be spent for your lives. If I love you more, am I to be loveless? Um, I was just looking at this verse, and it kind of like, probably a lot of the Bible does this, I've got to read it more, but it co-relates to just everything God does for us and, and looks in on us. It says, uh, look for the third time I'm ready to come to you. Um, well, Jesus, 875 times on my phone, tries to come to me. Um, I'll not be a burden to you because I don't want your possessions but you. It's the same with God. He doesn't want what we have. He doesn't want to use us or anything like that. He does want to use us. But he doesn't want what we have. He just wants to love us. He wants us. Um, then he says, For children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. I see, And that's exactly God too. He's... Um, you know, he's storing up things in heaven for us. He's always looking out for us. He's caring for us, and he has good things for us. Um, and in the end, now we'll most gladly spend and be spent for your lives. And that's Jesus there um, gave his life for us. And in that, he says, "If I love you more, am I to be loved less?" Um, I just think it correlates really well with what Paul's saying, and um, it's that question to us. You know, we know Jesus, God is loving us so much, and we have this question. You know. Are we, giving, are we giving back? Are we putting up walls after what he's done for us? So basically I just think, I'm going to let that go. I'll be chasing it all day. It's windy in here. Um, <clears throat> I think we can trust him. Uh, I just love the way God works. It's all such an intriguing mystery at times. Uh, the ways that work for us in worldly situations are so often turned on their head in the kingdom of God. Um, things like, blessed are you when you're insulted. Uh, the last will be first. Turn the other cheek. Uh, the tour will be short. Uh, that's not one. <laughs> but, uh, it's, all, it's all opposites. Um, when we try to make things happen on our own understanding, we usually veer off away from God. Uh, if we can just be patient in our trials and trust and work with God, realising we belong to him, not the world, we can see the benefit of God's work in our lives. Um, during these periods we have where we're not understanding why such and such is happening, we need to continually ask God why. Keep the relationship open. Uh, wait on his voice. Like Paul before, in that verse I just read, he says he had to ask God three times, which doesn't seem like a lot, but he did have to ask three times. Then God answered him. So it had seemed the first two times he asked, he was left hanging, but he kept in touch. He didn't just give up and say, well, that's that. Uh, you know, he kept in touch with God and he asked till he replied. I think to hear God's voice and understand his guiding, we need to quieten our over-busy minds and come to him as children, 
asking a father why. Um, in the end of the day, we are his children, so we need to act like his children. Uh, like children, we need to regain our innocence, um, regain our softness and our vulnerability and trust that he'll take care of us. I think then we can hear him more clearly, but he requires our hearts to be soft. Uh, to go with that, we don't need to impress God by pretending to him we're all together. I know I do this all the time in the world. You know, you put on the tough face and act like you're in control. But, um, yeah, we don't need to do that, God. He sees through it. He's not fooled by anything. Um, he knows our weakness. Um, he, marvels, he marvels at us just as his children. Um, just like you parents probably do uh, when your kids are just being kids. Um, I've seen Nick's face. Um, no, he's usually just being a kid. <laughs> Bad example. <laughs> No, but I'm not a parent, but I'm sure you guys look at your kids and when they're just being who they are and not trying to be anything more, that's when I'm sure you just love them the most and that's how God looks at us. Um, so with our hearts off, we can stay in tune with God uh, when going through things we don't understand and God can mould us more to be like Jesus and more like people who, and the more people will see of him in us. I know with myself half the time, I should have said this before, but I'm sure God looks at me and sees me holding the gear stick up in the air <laughs> in crisis mode, so he, he knows he has to look after me. I think I'm doing it now. <laughs> so, so far, I've basically, we've got to keep your heart soft and open to God, realise his plans for you are good, even if we don't always understand, and trust him and talk to him. Um, just to give a little bit more on this, when we allow God into our life more, he might not always change everything around us, but by our choice to trust him, he usually starts working on us from the inside out. Um, the best thing about our God is he is gentle. So I guess that's how we need to be to others around us when we want to show God in us. Um, I was reading in Matthew 5, 1. Um, I don't know if we need that up right now, but you can if you want, Luke. It might be after one a bit, but it's down from there. Uh, Jesus goes through what's called, I'm going to get this wrong, the, the beatitudes. Beatitude, the beats. <laughs> the Beatitudes with his disciples uh, basically a lot of these seem to be character traits of a heart that is pleasing to God um, character is something we develop and after seeing how God valued character in Paul with him having the thorn to keep him from being arrogant I think developing these types of character allows us to be more powerfully used in God's eyes I won't read some more but there's just a couple here that are just really character traits I think are useful it says blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I think that's a big one for what I'm talking about here. It's like a connection with God will come when we soften ourselves and um, get right with him. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. So godly character develops when we stop focusing on us and start focusing on God. Um, just under that last verse, I kept reading on and Jesus talks about how we're to be to the world. Um, I didn't actually write this verse. So Luke, can I get five, Matthew 5.13 up? I'll have to read this with you like this. This is dodgy work. So he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavour, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. So Jesus is pretty smart. Um, he could have said we're like sugar. It's pretty sweet, <laughs> be nice, but it rots teeth. Uh, he could have said pepper, spice of life, but it's too hot under the collar, so it doesn't line up with some of those beatitudes. <laughs> Never listen to this again. Um, 
He chose salt. So as well as being God's flavour, we're also here to preserve God's character and culture on earth. I was doing a bit of shifty homework and I found out back in the ancient days, salt was seen as something almost divine. And uh, unfortunately for the Roman soldiers, sometimes they were paid with it. That'd be pretty dodgy. But um, yeah, it's an interesting fact that that's when they started the phrase, he's not worth his salt. <laughs> Robert, you can test me on that one. <laughs> I'm sure that's when it started. <laughs> but, um, so as we know, salt's not something we eat by itself, unless you're into that kind of thing. But um, it needs to be in contact with something to be effective. So Jesus saying we are the salt of the earth means we have to display his character, character to others by being in contact with them. Um, I think with me, just a quick story with me and my work, I think I work for a couple of different companies and, um, yeah, they all know I'm a Christian. I think everyone in the companies knows who me and Ruth are, uh, what we're about. And, um, I mean, there's times where they might test you or prod you on that, but overall I just feel like there's this massive favour on us from God and... Um, especially in my work, and I think they look at us and they see our character traits, I guess, not to talk myself up, but they do see character traits that they can rely on, and I think that's stuff that wasn't in me before I met God. This is stuff God's worked in me and, and Ruth, and um, so often we get to jobs, and I think me looking like I'm 15, and Ruth, I'm claiming that, and Ruth looking like she's 11, you know, <laughs> as soon as we turn up, it's just this, like, wall goes up from these customers that, oh no, we got the, the D team. <laughs> We're in trouble. They're laid on the roofs. But, um, it always ends up, we get to know these people a bit in the day and by the end of the day, we, you know, I, I feel like we do our bit to earn their respect a bit and um, leave a good taste in, in their mouth. Not of salt, but tasty. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I know, I try and make myself realise I'm representing God as well as myself out there and um, hopefully that comes through. Uh, I think the easiest way to reflect God to people is through our character. It makes us stand out. Um, <clears throat> I know I've shared a bit of my testimony and stuff with you guys before, um, but I'll just share a little bit of a bit more this morning. Um, I hope some of this stuff I've said might have spoken to you guys. Um, I know for me it's always a work in progress, allowing God to soften my own heart. But uh, while going through testing situations... Um, just recently, I was really struggling with some stuff, and um, yeah, I felt this sort of block between me and God, which was really scary. I think I got a bit like, "Oh man, why aren't I hearing him?" It's usually easy to just hear his voice, but it wasn't happening for me. And um, in the end of the day, I think I'd put some walls up. Um, I think I was just struggling with some bitterness, or I, I know it was bitterness, if I'm honest. And um, the struggle had hung over me for a few weeks, and then one night I was. I was just not sleeping in the middle of the night, as you do, and um, it was like God struck me, uh, not physically, but he, he took me back to a moment when I was 19, and um, <clears throat> pardon me, it was the same year I got saved, um, it was not a good year in my life up to that point, uh, and this particular day, it was, it was almost like every jar I'd been keeping the lids on just got too much, and I eventually just broke, and um, I think outwardly I was always putting a smile and wave on, but uh, inside I was just really struggling. And um, I guess years and years of depression and anxiety just got a hold of me. And the miracle of this for me is that um, in this God showed up and I didn't know it or see it at the time that it was him. Uh, But looking back I know, um, like that song Reckless Love, I feel like he got pretty reckless with me um, that night. Uh, I've never never told anyone about this because it's a bit of a low light for me. But when God took my mind back to this moment to try and get me back on track with him, 
um, I felt like I should talk about it. And I think there's a victory for God in how he turns our lives around. So it's not always a bad thing to, to speak of. But uh, I lived out on a farm and uh, I was dating Ruth at the time. Uh, we had a pretty big drive in between us. It nearly an hour, I think, between where I lived and she lives. So visits were not often, but she'd make a pretty big effort. Um, anyway, this night, my crazy little head, I just lost the plot a bit and... Um, I decided I'd write a pretty sorry note and um, I was sitting down in my car and uh, some pretty stupid thoughts were going around my head and um, you know I just felt an absolute wreck. I thought this is it and out of nowhere, just totally unexpected because we hadn't planned it or anything, but um, Ruth's headlights came up my driveway and um, she was, as usual, she was there for me and um, for me looking back it was like an angel being sent. Um, he's, God has protected me from so much stuff in my life and um, I'd say just about all of it looking back in the moment were things I'd be upset with, except this time um, but I was upset with the why they happened but now I can look back on all this stuff and just see how God just had his hand over my life and was just looking out for me and watching over me so um, going back to that year, it was the same year I got saved and um, for a long time, I can tell you, my heart was pretty hard towards God, and um, Ruth could back that up. <laughs> I was fighting left, right, and centre. But um, I was pushing away from him really hard. None of it made sense to me, so I'd tell myself, you know, the whole Christian thing, it's all just a big put-on, and yet deep down on the inside, I could see something was there. And um, You've all probably heard my story from here, but this p- particular night, when things got hard again, I cried out to God, and I, I literally, I really cried out. I begged him. Um, I was so desperate. Yes, if he was there, I needed to know it. And um, I was at home lying on my bed, and it was just indescribable for me. Um, God just appeared at my door. He was brighter than a cowboy's light bar. And uh, <laughs> it's a casino. <laughs> They're everywhere. But, uh, it was. It was just incredible. I can literally say I saw him come into my bedroom, and he was just a bright light. And um, I don't even know how to talk about that feeling, but it didn't just soften my heart. It broke it. And... Um, he ended up being right next to me with his hand out. and I can't deny my experience. Um, I can't deny the relationship I've had with him since. But I know I want my heart to be as soft as he made it then so that I can stay close to him and experience his fullness that requires um, we remember who our God is to us. To me, he's my saviour. And I know he cares, even though I stumble, that I can trust him when things are tough. So in summary, I know it's not extremely long, but When times are hard or we're not understanding what we're going through, God has his plans for us. He loves us more than we know. I believe he will do everything and anything to get our hearts to see his. He is a good God and he is the strength in our weaknesses and it is all for his victory. Amen. I might just, um, I might get Christy up and I might just do one last song and just, um, yeah, I just want to worship God together, Um, spend some time with him. So I'll just pray and I'll get Christy to start. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for always looking over us and for the times when we don't understand what's going on in our life because we're human and it happens to all of us all the time, God. We, just, we need you so much. And Lord, I just pray for everyone here. Um, Lord, just stay close to us. Never stop giving up on us, Father. And I just pray that we just continue to hear your voice. And Father, we just want to enter in now at this time and just, just be with you, God. We just thank you. Amen.